This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are continuing our series on relationship pairings, talking about Enneagram Type 1 and Type 4. Now, whenever I answer these relationship pairing questions, I like to do it in three main points conflict styles, things we may be unknowingly doing in that combination, and then how you can let the other person influence you for the better. So let's get into conflict styles for type one and four. I just want to say really quickly, I'm trying not to be repetitive with type one because we are going through all of the type one combinations right now, but at some point, like it's going to be just part of the deal because there's only so much I can change it up and I can change a little bit in terms of how they interact with the other type. But generally, our conflict styles are relatively similar no matter who we're in partnership with. So just keep that in mind. But for type one, our response to a trigger for type one is competency. So they're looking for how do I reason my way through this. I want to have a reasonable response here. I want to think this through, find an adequate solution. Now their triggers are being criticized, the lack of follow through on other people's part. So maybe kind of feeling like I'm the only adult in the room. If you think about the one childhood wound, one of the main patterns we find with ones is that they often felt like they had to grow up too soon. And that feeling of being a child who was responsible for the adults in their life or feeling like they were the adult even though they were the child, that gets perpetuated in adulthood into why am I the only adult in the room? Why is no one following through with what they said they would do? The other thing here is a non-collaborative changes to a plan. Ones like a clear plan. They like to follow the plan. If changes get made to that plan without discussing them, without them feeling like they're part of that decision, it can be really triggering for them. Similarly, another's lack of timeliness, right? If you show up late continuously, if you aren't following through with what you said, if you're showing yourself to be someone that is untrustworthy or unreliable, that can be really triggering for a type one. Now, how do they respond to these triggers is they tend to cut themselves off from their feelings in order to solve problems logically. So they can go, okay, I'm feeling this thing. It's bad, quote unquote, to feel a certain way. So I'm going to cut myself off from that feeling. I'm going to find a logical solution to this problem. 
similarly, they tend to repress those feelings. Like we think, okay, I'm cutting myself off from my feelings. I'm going to use my mind to solve this problem. But also what's actually happening there is those feelings are getting pushed down, shoved down, ignored, and in order to get things right. So those feelings get repressed, which means they tend to come out sideways, maybe in the form of irritation. Now they emphasize being correct or sensible. Both they can do that with themselves, but they can also kind of do that to other people while you're being, you're not handling this the correct way, or let's be reasonable about this. And they tend to focus on doing what is right. They want to have, they want to make the right choice. They want to make sure they're in line with their values, but also with what's appropriate for the situation. And sometimes that can be great, right? It can make them, you know, want to be very good conversationalists and handle conflict well. And at the same time, it can come off a little like high and mighty or even micromanaging the emotions, the experience, the expression of the other person, which gets particularly tricky in the type 1-4 combination. So when we're in this situation, I think it's really helpful for type 1s to ask themselves, how is not feeling perfect enough making me angry at myself and therefore angry at others? So if you're feeling criticized, you're feeling like, oh, I'm, I, I'm not handling this perfectly, or they're thinking I'm not handling this perfectly, or they're not seeing me the way I want to be seen, ask yourself, how is not feeling perfect enough making me angry at myself and therefore angry at others? Now let's get into type four here. Now type four, they have a reactive response to triggers. Their triggers tend to be being ignored or slighted or dismissed. They tend to be, it's about being asked to do something that's contrary to their values or who they see themselves to be. And it can be an event that elicits the four's envy. Maybe there is someone who has something that they want, or maybe it seems like they're living a life that the four would like to live, or they seem to get opportunities that the four is craving to have for themselves, those can be major triggers. Now, when triggered, they tend to react strongly to conflict, and they need a response from others. So an emotional reaction and a strong desire to know where they stand with you, meaning they look for their emotions to be mirrored to be reflected back to them. They seek to be understood and seen. They can be temperamental and self-absorbed in conflict, focused on how they're experiencing it, what they're feeling, wanting their feelings to be heard no matter the cost, no matter the expression of those feelings. And they may react dramatically to those triggers, right? You might think how someone quote unquote should react may be different than the four will react. The four may have a bigger reaction. Now, this is tricky in a type one for combination because ones tend to want people to push those feelings down in order to handle the conflict. Fours want to amp their feelings up and have them mirrored by the other person. So this is a really tricky dynamic that you'll have to work through. Make sure that the one is not opting as an authority in the conversation but instead is willing to acknowledge their feelings, the feelings of the other person, and be available for the rough edges that are inherent in a conflict. Additionally, fours, you are going to work on expressing what you need, what you feel, without 
having to express it however you feel. Meaning just because you have a feeling doesn't necessarily mean that feeling has to be expressed with the fullness of that feeling. You can express a feeling calmly and kindly without, you know, doing harm. Now, in this situation with conflict, ask yourself, what is the story? This is for type four. What is the story I'm telling myself about how they are perceiving me and how can I reassure myself of the facts? Meaning, you're in the conflict, you're having an experience, you're like, they think I'm the kind of person who blank. But then pause and go, actually, I have a lot of evidence that they see me as X, Y, or Z, you know, how you want to be seen. Look for the facts, make sure that you are not building onto story here and, and stay in the present conversation. Listen to what they're saying, not what you think they mean by what they're saying. Now, generally in conflict, type one needs to be allowing of imperfections in the conflict you're going to have together. Every emotion, every feeling, every thought is not going to come out perfectly and politely and accurately. And type four needs to be able to not only center their experience and to trust that emotional mirroring isn't the only way to trust someone. So just because the one in your life may not be able to match your emotional energy does not mean that they are not feeling deeply. They just may express it at different times and in different ways. All right, let's get into point two, things we might be unconsciously doing. So You may find that you work toward creating something really beautiful together. You are a one and a four. You're two idealist types who look for opportunity, look for possibility, who think they can create magic in the world. And I I think that's possible. That being said, idealists are also quite easily disappointed. (laughs) So that beauty and that connection to beauty is going to also kind of be a connection in mutual disappointment. So we're going to have to be conscious of that. So type one, be conscious of your own fear of pleasure. So type fours are very sensual people. Typically, they typically have a pretty strong sense of what feels good, what doesn't feel good. They lean in to pleasure and type ones are moderate in pleasure. They tend to moderate that naturally. Don't be afraid of the type force sensuality, quite frankly. Like, don't be afraid of that. Learn to ask yourself what would feel safe to me in that. The inherent presence of sensuality is not in and of itself something to fear. Second, black and white thinking and moral judgments. Be mindful of that, um, especially in relationship to a four, because They tend to be a little bit more fluid, a little bit more open, and they also hold a lot of shame. And so if you are judging them, making moral declarations, coming to them with black and white thinking, it's going to just build onto their fear of being bad or wrong. And then put your feelings aside when you're having difficult conversations, or I'm sorry, be conscious of putting your feelings aside when you're having difficult conversations. Honestly, fours feel unheard when their feelings are trivialized or if they're not validated. So take their feelings seriously. Start to see feelings as very rational things, very real, valid things that you don't necessarily have the option to put aside. Not everyone 
can put their feelings aside to have those conversations. And it's not always best for you to be putting yours aside to have those conversations. Now, be conscious of hearing the feeling, validating the feeling, even if that feeling is saying, telling you a story about who you are that doesn't feel good or makes you feel criticized, have the conversation around that. Don't just shut the feeling down. Finally, be cautious of trapdoor behavior. Um, if you don't know what trapdoor behavior, it's essentially saying one thing is right or wrong, saying, okay, this thing is bad publicly, but then participating in that behavior privately. Fours are hyper-attuned to hypocrisy. A lot of times fours have a disconnect with their family of origin often, or I want to say sometimes based off of the hypocrisy they see and kind of the... This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Experience they're not allowed to communicate about. So let's say your whole family's having an experience. You want to name that experience. This is the type four. You want to say, hey, everybody's having this experience. But everyone is wanting to like pretend like that experience isn't happening, which leaves the four feeling outside of the family of origin and like they're the problem or they're too much. And this can look like being hyper attuned to hypocrisy or this can kind of turn into that where it's like you're saying one thing, but you're doing another. I don't trust that. That doesn't feel safe to me. I've been burned by that before. So type one sometimes can get caught up in trapdoor behavior. Don't do this. That's bad. That's wrong. And then participating in that in secret because none of us are perfect. We are all doing our best. We're all going to have areas in which we just kind of like let it loose. So own that. That's it, right? You don't have to pretend like you don't have areas you need to just kind of like let go but own that, be comfortable with that, or work toward comfort with that. All right, type four, things to be mindful of. Be mindful of your integrity. Presenting yourself how you'd like to be perceived can sometimes be seen as not being honest. And type ones trust integrity. They trust impeccable integrity. They're looking for evidence that you are trustworthy, that they can rely on you, and so be really, really mindful of that. Tell the truth. Be upfront. Say what you mean. Be who you are in public and in private. Second, don't mistake your one's reliability for mundanity. So fours can be really disappointed in, in the mundane, in the average. And type ones tend to be very reliable, very stable, very consistent don't mistake that for being mundane. That takes a lot of effort and a lot of consciousness. It's actually very interesting. Focus on the excitement that that can bring to your life or the beauty that can bring to your life. And that we'll get into that more in the influence section, but allow it to influence you in positive ways instead of starting to resent it as something that's mundane or boring. Be mindful of getting caught up in story and emotionally carried away. So... When you experience a judgment or have a conversation that doesn't quite feel perfect to you or doesn't feel right to you 
with your type one, make sure you stay present in the conversation you're having and not in the fear of the conversation you could be having. Meaning your type one says, hey, it really hurts my feelings when you show up late. Focus on that situation. Okay. Say, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I showed up late. I'll work on that, but that might take me some time. It's, you know, it's a process, but how can I love you in the meantime while I, while I work on that? Versus going, they see me as unreliable. They don't trust me. They don't like me. I'm not good enough. There's something wrong with me. Don't get carried away here. Focus on the, on the conversation at hand and hear what they're really saying to you, not what you're afraid they're thinking about you. And then finally, manage your disappointment, right? You both have harsh inner critics. So when you experience disappointment with your partner and you, you kind of want those feelings to be heard, you want those feelings to be mirrored back to you, be careful, be cautious with the way that you speak, be cautious with the delivery because you can't take words back and you're both really hard on yourselves. So if you can come to it from a place of mutual empathy and say, okay, I understand that you also are really hard on yourself. I know what that feels like. So how can I talk to you in a way that doesn't add language and weaponry to your inner critic? All right, let's get into influence. So one of the things that I always say when it comes to which type should I be with, if I'm a type one, what's my best match, is it's not really about that. You just need to make sure that both of you are growing and that you're willing to be influenced by each other instead of wanting the other person to be more like you. Let the other person make you more like them. And if you can focus in that direction, it becomes a lot easier. So for type one, Here are the things that you can take away from type four that will round you out in a positive way. Embracing pleasure and sensation, not fearing it, but allowing it to be something that's really beautiful and present in your life. Second, to slow down and indulge a little. Type fours tend to move at a little bit of a slower pace than a one. They're more present. They tend to be more present with their senses They tend to observe a little bit more. Take the time. Let them slow you down and really indulge in the senses of life. Allowing your feelings to be present. Let the four bring your feelings to the the surface. Let them be there. Let them pull that out of you. Fours naturally are going to do that. It's unconscious, but like they will pull your feelings out and it can feel really scary, really jarring, but it's actually for your own good. <laughs> so let them do that. Let, let them see you messy and raw and stay with you there. It'll do wonders for your inner child. And then make something beautiful for yourself, not just the world. You know, fours are often very creative and artistic and you have that in you as well, right? You move to four and it can be a really cool place for you actually. So let them influence you to make something beautiful that is just for you, not necessarily for your job or for some purpose, but just because you want to enjoy it. And type four, letting yourself be influenced by the type one in your life is first values-based living. This is incredible when it comes to releasing shame. If you are in integrity and you know you're living to your values, this can be 
really, really good in terms of moving through shame. It's not going to heal your shame right away, but it is going to offer you a path of less collecting of shame, I think is the way I want to phrase that, where you are able to move forward with less, without adding more on. If you know who you are, what you want, and what you stand for, and you choose to intentionally live into that, it makes it a lot easier to be clear what is yours and what is not yours to hold. And there's just a lot less to be ashamed of. Number two is structure and ambition. You know, ones, they show up for what they say they're going to do. And this is so good for you for us to show up for yourself every day, finding a, you know, a loose routine that really supports you. Fours need that to be a little bit looser than others, but keep it loose and, and flow inside of it. But allow them to influence you for a little more structure and a little more ambition and then making things beautiful outside of yourself so for one you're going to make something beautiful for yourself the fours are really good at that ones are really good at making things beautiful for the world you know improving systems and structures and doing humanitarian work fours you thrive in that place when you take action there so to let the one influence you to make things beautiful outside of yourself and then slowing down your reactions. So similarly to how the one needs to let the four bring the feelings to the surface, fours, you can learn from the one how to choose you the way you express your feelings, to slow that process down and to express them consciously, to know that you can still have your feelings heard without necessarily expressing them however you're feeling them in the moment. Now, at the end of the day, one and four are a really deep match. You will make something incredibly beautiful through the depth and work that you're willing to put into doing so. Your life is likely to be gorgeous together for the greater good, but be cautious of your ease of disappointment and resentment with one another. So stay focused on what is good and not what could be better. All right, friends, thank you so much for being here, and I will see you tomorrow for the next one. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.